till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day Hope you're having a good day uh, whether we're catching you in the morning when you're waking up getting ready to get your day started whether you're working or you got errands to run or whatever the case may be or you're halfway through your day already been through a few things seeing grace seeing trial and you're still making it through praying to get through the rest of the day or you're ending your day where you're taking it easy having dinner with your family spending time and doing what it is you do and the night times either way we catch you you are now tuned into the blue book presented to you by Seabrip Ministries and hosted by your boy blue man what a day what days yeah we are definitely getting back into the swing of things um, places are opening up things are happening um, people are out and about um, whether it's premature or uh, the right thing to do, either or, there is movement going on. And uh, only thing we can hope now is that everyone stays safe. I know people have to work and make money, support their families. That is quite understood. Uh, same time, just because we're out and out doesn't mean this thing has disappeared. It means we have to be vigilant in what we're doing. And definitely taking care of ourselves and our families. Um, today though, today's message, I definitely want to put across the most important thing in heavenly currency. Grace. Grace abundantly. Abundance of grace. Okay. We don't talk about this much on this podcast um, maybe because this hasn't come up or whatever the case may be but grace is such an important part of heavenly currency uh, because grace is what is what is the result of what you do to 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 help in the glory of God God's riches at Christ's expense see people don't understand the actual theological operational ideal of what grace really is they just think it is a moniker not an actual operational thing um, grace is is 100% operational and what I mean by that is that and this is the preface to this whole message grace is what happens when you do things in the glory of God and God returns back to you without you asking that blessing it's an operational thing See, God has his way of blessing his children in a way that the world doesn't understand. Because you have to be in the kingdom of God and un into that, in that operational the theological mindset to understand how God blesses as you do things in the glory of God. See, the, 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 the most, uh, the most, oh, oh, I can't speak, the most misunderstood faction of grace is I'm a good person, thus for I do good things. The in 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 the operation that God's going to return it back to me, 
where I can see it. Well, it's not that obvious all the time, and if you do things as good works without the glory, it's, it's null and void. Yes, you can be a good human being. That's great and dandy and everything. But God wants it done in His glory. He wants it done without return. Because God's going to return it back to you. See, you give in the glory of God, people get blessed, and God returns it back to you without them even being involved. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. That's not, a, that's not a guarantee. The guarantee is God's going to bless you for blessing them in His glory. Do you understand that? Does that make sense? So, if you give to somebody, or you help somebody out, or you do something, and you don't re ask for a return, or don't expect a return, but you do it in the glory of God, there is no recourse from them as being a, a guarantee back. See, the worst thing you could do as a human being is to do something for somebody and expect to get back. You understand? Or you bring it back to them. Oh, well, you know, I did this for you, so you know, I expect you to be able to hook me back up. Do me a favor, don't do me no favors. You understand what I'm telling you? So, when you do things for the glory of God, because you're not going to do it without glory because it's not the right thing to do anyway. If you do things in the glory of God, you do things for his glory. You don't expect return. Will God use that same person to return back to you? Very possible. But that's not a guarantee. The guarantee is that God's riches are Christ's expense. God's riches will come back to you in a way that you need them to come back. Only way God knows you need them to come back. It's not at the operational theological standpoint of what I'm talking about. Is you have to understand how God does it. You do it without expectation of return to get blessed. A blessing is not, a blessing is something that you do not expect but happily to, re to, 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 to receive because you know that that's what God knows you need. You see what I'm saying? A blessing isn't, oh, I all the blessings, please. Blessing is not an expectation. Blessing is a, a reward for God's reward to you for being obedient. You understand? So if you're obedient to God and you're doing things for God and you're walking in his world, in his, in his path, a blessing will come. Do, do you pray for blessings? Absolutely. You talk to God and ask him to bless you. Of course you do. But the biggest blessing is unexpected blessing because that means you cherish it more because you didn't expect it to happen. So it's a, so it's a blessing of a blessing. That's why I always say it's, bless, I'm bless, I'm a, I'm, it's a blessing to be a blessing because you get to see the, the, the re return on a blessing of gratitude. They don't have to. They do because you bless them to be, ble be a blessing. You see what I'm saying? So God's riches at Christ's expense. Christ died for you so you have a chance to live without that sin hanging over your head. You can be a blessing and God gives you his riches through blessings because of operational faith. Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. That's the preface of this message. Crazy, isn't it? Okay, so before we get before we go any further with this, let's go into our one and only wonderful little pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior to for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. 
you want to break let's break this down because i'm feeling like breaking this down i pulled your allegiance to the christian flag christianity being christ's life in your side of life christ's life inside your life christian okay flag which is a symbol of, of a banner of representation okay to the savior to whom kingdom it stands one kingdom jesus is kingdom god the father holy son okay the savior which we all know who that is crucified died for your sins risen the birth of christianity may 31st and coming again returning to first people with life which is pro-life the sanctity of life to create life and to have life with life and liberty liberty is the, the is is the is the will to do liberty is the will to do things to to be able to help and not have to worry about repercussion liberty to all who believe you believe in jesus you get that liberty there you go okay so overflowing grace is today's message open open up your bibles whether it's on your desktop laptop ipod ipad Android, Apple, Kindle, or the good book itself. Open your books up to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Oh my goodness. Chapter 9, verse... 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Alright. Let's see here. Let me make sure I get my stuff ready here so I can... It's a big scripture. Well, at least in the Amplified it is. A lot of words in this out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of words. Okay? So. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. What does 2 Corinthians 9.8 mean? Let's see. Why would someone be hesitant to get to give... To, why would why would someone be hesitant to give to meet the needs of others? Why would you be hesitant to, 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 to help people? Okay. One reasonable concern might be fear that we won't have enough left over to meet our own needs. That's a very big very big concern of most people is that if they give that they won't be able to have enough for their own their own uh, nest, so to speak, home, house, family, whatever. Never no one's ever went broke by giving. Okay, God will meet that need. If you give with the glory of God. You gotta understand that. Operational faith. Okay. In this way, giving for giving for Christians becomes an act of faith, trusting God to meet our needs while becoming the method by which He meets the needs of others. That's that faith thing, the operational, like I told you. Operational faith, giving in his glory, he will give you back and make sure you're okay too because you gave of a cheerful heart. If you give just because you're a good person, fantastic, but you're not guaranteed to get it back. If you give it by giving for the glory of God and you get God bless you and you have a cheerful heart for giving because you know that person needs something, the operational faith will come in and grace abounds. Understand that. Okay? Christians can Christians can afford to get can afford to trust God who loves us, okay? He has already proven himself faithful to by giving us his grace through our faith in Jesus. Okay, so here we go again with that grace operational thing. We love him. He loves us. He gives to us as we give to those. Okay. He has given us all things forever in Christ. Very simple. That knowledge should help Christians to be cons convinced he can be counted on to continue to make all grace abound to us. 
we have to count on God to be able to give us. It's all a trusting faith thing. God has never failed a single soul in this life. Okay? He has never failed anyone. Alright? Well, what about that one time? Really? Really? One time. You feel he failed. He didn't say no. He said not now. Okay? He will make, make it so we have enough. Okay? It's not about having a whole store load of stuff. It's about having enough. Don't be greedy. Be humble and have enough. Of all things at all times so we can accomplish the good works he wants from us. How do we not know when we have gotten enough that the extra is for somebody else? Do you trust God enough? Something you have to ask yourself. Christians who give generously are con are convinced that the source of their provision will not run out because that source is God himself. That is the whole thing of operational faith. We do, are not going to run out because we have the faith that God's going to return it back to us. And if anyone has given something and gotten returned of a blessing, whether or not on what angle it's on, knows that that's the true economics of God. It's grace. That's what I'm saying. It's, God, God, it's God's currency. Grace. Okay. So, let's go into scripture. But before that, let's pray. Father, we come to you right now. Thanking you for your word. Thanking you for the opportunity to read your word. We ask you to make the word understandable, comprehensible, and, and articulated. Father, we ask you to lead us, guys, and direct us in your message for this word. And we thank you, Father, for all the grace that you give us every single day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. So, 2 Corinthians 9 says, In the Amplified. We'll go through other versions. Amplified is what we're going to go through right now. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, every, every favor and earthly blessing, grace, all grace, come to you in abundance, means overflowing, not just enough, but more than enough, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Okay, let's just do the words. And God is able to make all grace come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever need be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. You give in the, the glory of God. God will give it back to you in, his, in, his, in, Christ, in God's riches will give back to you in blessings. And God is able to make all grace, that is favor and earthly blessing, all grace, come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. You don't need from anybody else. You're God's. You do for God. God will give it to you and you will be able to take care of yourself. That's in the Amplified. Okay. So, we'll just say the other ones. Okay, so the NIV says, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That's in the NIV. In the standard version, And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency is in all things at all times, 
you may abound in every good work. Okay, the KJV, King James Version, which I said is supposed to be the most accurate version uh, on earth. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, in your way, towards you. That ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound in every good work. So, he keeps on going back to that good work thing, that works alone are not going to get you there. It is the grace and the abundance of grace in God's and doing it in the glory of God that brings the operational faith and theological standpoint of you getting the grace back by giving in the glory of God. And God is able to make all things abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance in every good deed. That's in the NASB. Good deed. Good work, good deed. Okay, NLT, and God will generously provide all you need and then will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's the point as well, is that you will have more than enough and you're able to share it and give to others. That's operational faith. It's all operational theological standpoints. CSB, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that you have every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. So the point of it is, is that you get blessed abundantly. You have it to be able to give to others. Okay. If you get something because God blessed you to get it, it's not being selfish because he knows that once you get it, if someone else needs it, you're going to give it to somebody else. If you're selfish, no, you're not. It's not going to bless. Be blessed. Make sense? Okay. All right. Let's go down a ton more translations. See what they have. Okay. I'm looking at other translations here. See, is anything different? Most translations say the same thing. Okay, the Ye Mouth New Translation in the WNT. And God is able to bestow every blessing onto you in abundance so that richly enjo enjoying all sufficiency at all times, you may be ample means for all good works. Okay. Okay, the, new, the Good News Translation talks about good, uh, something different here. So, and God is able to make all grace abound into you, and all ye always sufficiently in good things may abound in every good work. Okay, so once it works, once it's work. Most I'm saying that's okay. Here goes the New Living Translation is under for two. All God and God will generously provide all you need, and then. You will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's plain, plain, that's plain and simple right there. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Very good. Straight to the point. NIV Reader's Version says, And God is able to shower all kinds of blessings on you in all things and at all times. You will have everything you need and you will do more and in more good good works. Interesting. Okay. Message Bible. God can pour on blessings in astonishing ways. 
so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done that's just a really cool way of saying it god can pour on blessings in astonishing ways means crazy ways out of this world ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done so you'll be ready for anything it's just amazing the the the, the, the grace is amazing pretty much Okay. The good word translation says, Besides, God will give his consistently overflowing kindness. Then, when you always have everything you need, you can do more and more good things. Yeah, good news translation again. Yeah, good, well, good cause, good things. This one says, And God is able to give you more than you need, so that you will be always have what you need for yourselves and more enough for everyone. Good cause. Okay, the complete Jewish Bible says, Moreover, God has the power to provide you with every gracious gift in abundance, so that always, so that always, in everything, every way, you will have all you need yourselves and be able to provide abundantly for every good cause. It's fantastic. Common English Bible says, God has the power to provide you with more than enough and every kind of grace. Love that. That way you will have everything you need need always and everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. That's in the that's in the C E B A. So I hope you're getting the idea how important grace is in the operational faith mannerism. It's very important that we understand the 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 the, the way this works. Okay? I'm gonna explain this again to you. Works alone does not get you the grace. God will bless you according to his his decisions and how you did things. That's not up to us, it's him. But the way the the theological standpoint of how this grace thing works is you give or you do something in the glory of God for his glory. That translates into heavenly currency, which is called grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. You're doing things for God in His glory. That will return to you in blessings, not always monetary, but it is an actual heavenly currency that comes down and blesses you in spots that you need blessing. It doesn't always mean it's going to give you cash in your hand. It means He can bless you here, bless you there. You need something done, He can bless you. It's kind of it's a it's a rotating wheel of grace. It's a cycle, a theological cycle of heavenly currency. Doing it without God's glory is your choice. Doing it with God's glory is how you're going to make that grace happen. If you can't do something in the glory of God, it's not worth doing. Understand me? If you cannot do something and glorify God by doing it, then it not doesn't need to be done. What about work? How do I glorify God doing that? Trust me, if you're working to make money to feed your family, it is not selling drugs or selling your body, the two things that are just abominations to God. You're not selling drugs. You're not selling your body. Anything else is pretty much honorable. Okay? 
you can find a way to glorify God by doing that job. Take it from me, for example. Okay? I'm a vendor for liquor. Okay? I know a lot about liquor, wine, and beer. I know a lot about it. Okay? How do you glorify God doing that? Do you not know that I know a lot of different vendors? I know a lot of different people from different branches of the grocery business. Do not realize that if someone asks me a question about wine, I can get into it and I can share God's love that way. Your personality and your light inside you can glorify God in knowledge. Someone asks me a question about wine, I get into it and I can lead him into a conversation about faith in God, about how Jesus turned water into wine and about how wine is meant for this, this, and this, and this, and that. Different ways because people, most people who buy wine who are not wine enthusiasts buy wine for a gift or something like that don't know nothing about wine or liquor or beer. And you can get into the process because you know your stuff. You can talk to them and that conversation warms them up and you can talk to them about anything. There are ways. you got to be creative. But as long as you, you cannot sell your body and sell drugs and be honorable and, 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 and do that. Okay. Because honestly, if you're selling drugs and selling your body, ain't, ain't no one going to listen to you anyway. And if you can if you can glorify God by doing that, by all means, boo-boo, handle your thing. But I don't know a way you can do it. Anything else is pretty much, is, is pretty is pretty simple. Okay. I'm not judging you. That's your business. You live your life how you got to live it. But if you're talking about glorifying God and what you're doing and sharing the message and blessing somebody and getting that operational grace thing going, nine times out of ten it's going to be something to do with either work-related stuff or, uh, or, or shopping of some sort. Okay? Not judging you. Just saying. Okay? So, we got that grace thing done, right? Okay. Paul continues to urge the, the Corinthians to follow through on their con commitment. They had uh, agreed to contribute to a collection for suffering Christians in Jerusalem. They should, they should give willingly, even cheerfully, according to what they have agreed earlier. Not only will they participate with God in meeting the physical needs of others, they will contribute to an overflowing thankfulness to God. So, in other words, not only are they doing it, but they're also cheerful doing it and knowing God's going to bless it. That's pretty big of them. They will build a connection with their suffering siblings in Christ that will also bring glory to God. So by doing this, they're also building a bridge. We're helping you. We're cheerfully helping you. We're giving you gracefully. So they're going to they're gonna return like thank you, with gratitude and it's going to build a bridge. This chapter points out that God expects Christians given to be faith-based, voluntary, and cheerful, not legalistic, oppressive, or mandatory. Very true. Once you if you have to give faith-based, cheerful, and not legalistic. Okay? This is not you don't you don't go to church and legalistically give tithe. That's not cheerful giving. That's that's a religion. Okay? I'm going to say something that's probably going to really blow your socks off. This is going to really blow your socks off, okay?
All my years in the faith. All my years in God. I see collection plate pass all the time. Okay? When that plate passes, you feel obligated to give money. Something. Because that's something a religious ceremony does, is give money. Because that's the one thing that, that you value more than life itself, really, is money. Because that's how you survive. Thing passes around, they call for an offering, boom, 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 boom. It's a legalistic operation. Okay. What happened to giving to give cheerfully? How about not passing a plate around? How about just having ushers available if someone wants to give their time to hand it over to them in the back of the church and they don't make it a big deal? How about that? How about you do not put people up to the standard like that? You let them, let them do the standard on themselves. Don't make a legalistic point of view. Make a cheerful willingness to give to God. So the ushers are in the back of the church they have the plates prepared and if they want to give they can go over to the bucket and they can put the envelope in the bucket you don't gotta pass it around don't make people feel obligated to give money let them give because they want to give and they been feel blessed to be there let's change that a little bit this right here is just talking about 100% faith based cheerful giving not legalistic, not oppressive and not mandatory just let them give as they God moves on their heart to give. Let's try that once, twice, three times. Let's make that make, make that a point of doing that. Why not? Every time I hear someone complaining about church, I hear them complaining about having to give money to the church. Give a buck or two. That's legalism. Let them give on their own. Let them do it by themselves. The baskets are there. They come in the back of the church. No one's watching them. That's their business between them and God. And they can put the envelope of the money in the basket. And when the church is over. And everyone's cleared out. Take the baskets in the back. They do what they do with them. And put it towards either helping people or helping the church in some way, shape, or form. No one needs to know you give money. No one needs to know how much you give money. That's, that's the most embarrassing thing in the world. When someone passes a pay and you give a dollar and someone gives five bucks. And you're like, damn, I feel bad. I didn't give enough. That's legalism. I shouldn't have to feel bad about money in a church. That should be something you, you give. Man, you know, I'm going to church. I mean, you, know, you feel moved. God puts it on your heart. You give more. Give less. What the case may be. You give what you can give. Yeah, they say, ten, they, they say give 10% of your storehouse. That don't have to be money. That could be 10% of your time, 10% of your will, 10% of, of you know, your clothes, something that values. And it can also be money, but something that, 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 that you're giving of yourself. Get out of legalism and get into cheerfulness. That would really be a change, wouldn't it? Gosh. Graced abundance. That's what this message is. Graced abundance. Give of a cheerful heart. Give because you love to give and you want God's house to grow. Give because you feel you that, that's something that you in your heart are led to do. Don't give because you feel obligated. That's not cheerful. That's legalism. Okay? God, God will take care of this. You don't have to worry about pennies and nickels and dollars. Worry about grace. Worry about giving and the glory of God to get grace back. 
It's the operational faith and love that make things happen, not just the dollar bill. You understand what I'm saying? God, thank you for this message. I thank you for grace abundance and for people to understand how this situation actually works, how you gather the grace and the glory of, of, your, of God itself to be able to get what God has for you. Thank you, God, for that, that, that articulation and knowledge. And we thank you for this message. And we thank you for those around us in, that's listening to this podcast to be blessed by this and to understand this and to stand firm on your word, Father, for them to investigate their own and you to move through them just like you've moved through this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Any questions, comments, concerns about anything I said on these messages, definitely email us, 8LU8OK at gmail.com. All are welcome. Nothing is off limits. Say what it is you have to say. We'll pray for you. We'll answer questions. We'll read the comments. So forth, so on. We encourage feedback. Okay? Much love to everyone out there. Fear and respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. <laughs> Jesus, when you're strong, we'll never quit, we'll never drop till it's over with, we'll never stop, we'll never quit, we'll never drop until he's satisfied. Yeah. 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 Thought that was it, right?